Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Welcome to everyone, to those who are here with us in person at Temple Beth Am, those joining uh, via Zoom or on Facebook Live, either on my profile or on the synagogue's page. We're here to claim some minutes for ourselves. Um, throughout the Omer, uh, my personal meditations and the ones that I've led have been mostly aligned with the 7x7 seven seven grid of the Sfirot and the sub-Sfirot that the Kabbalists overlaid upon the Omer, right? So I, I like to do this review every single time. The Omer in the Bible was an agricultural concept, uh, a celebration of early ripening barley. In the rabbinic era, it became a sad era because of a plague that was uh, apparently attacking the yeshiva of Rabbi Akiva. Many, many students died, so it took on a a veneer of mourning. And then about a 1,000 or 1,400 years later, the Kabbalists said, let's let's come to Omer again. Let's be moved by the seven by seven. Let's think about the seven sefirot, the seven emanations of the Holy One that we're supposed to be emulating and are, are part of us as well. And we will map those sefirot onto the seven days so that when we get to Shavuot, we will have moved from Pesach, not just agriculturally, uh, but spiritually. And if one takes that seriously, then when one stands at Sinai, as it were, Shavuot, one has thought about every Kabbalistic aspect of God and sub-aspect of God and how it represents itself in your life. Um, the last week of the Omer is the emanation of Sfirah of Mahut. Uh, in Kabbalah, the words mean things differently than they mean in standard Hebrew. Mahut means royalty, Melech, king, or Melchah, queen. Um, what it means Kabbalistically is a sense of independence, of a, of a, of a lack of needs, of a non-reliance on anything. And it's the, sort of, the, the highest perch of the standard seven of the Sfirot is Mahud. And if we can say anything that makes any sense about our understanding of God, because most of the things that we say about God are challenged by the notion of how much they make sense, we can say that God does not need us. Right? Uh, we pray not because God needs our prayer, we pray because we need prayer. And that that we have, we pray to a God who has no needs, but still somehow is able to be in relationship with us. So Mahut is the nobility or the royalty in us that is, that is self-contained. There's an aspect of each of us that actually needs no one else or nothing else. We're supposed to be, um, marinating in Mahut all week, but today is the sixth day of the seventh uh, week which means we are in Yesod Shebemahut. Yesod in standard Hebrew means foundation, and Kabbalistic Hebrew means bonding. It means connection. And so the meditation we're going to go into is going to, is going to investigate how we bond and maybe even bond better when we're fully open to our own Mahut, fully open to the extent to which we actually need very, very little to be okay. Right? You can make the argument that it's easier to bond when you're needy. I think Kabbalah 
And I think good psychology would say it's actually easier to bond when you're not needy. With that in mind, I invite you all to close your eyes. And to experience yourself falling into yourself as if you have a self that is physical, which you do. And you also have a self that is metaphysical and not bound by cell membranes and body shape, but exists as part of all life. And imagine that metaphysical self in whatever way that image comes to you is falling into the physical self so that your medical metaphysical self is grounded and located and your physical self is awakened and spiritualized. Unless you're sitting cross-legged, I invite you to put your feet flat on the ground in front of you, feeling the full contact between you and her. And however you're sitting, I invite you to place your hands on your legs, either palms down, so that you are experiencing a gentle embrace of self, or palms up, so that you are exemplifying openness to the world and to this experience. And let your breathing do that which is it is always capable of doing, even if we do not harness it all the time. You're breathing more as a carrier of oxygen more than a vehicle to make sure your blood is healthy. But breathing is the central thing of being alive. Breathe as if you have your nostrils in your belly, even if your understanding of physiology is, is that you do not. And breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth with the out breath a little bit longer than the in breath so that even your breathing is an act of generosity to the world. Tighten or even just be aware of the right angles in your body. If you're seated with your feet on the ground, the right angles between your feet, your lower legs, between your lower legs, your upper legs, your upper legs and your torso. Make those junctures firm and taut. And allow everything else to be slack 
and at ease, even drooping. It's not a drooping of laziness. It's not a drooping of sloth. It's a drooping of rest, of release from tension. While your spine is doing its magical work of holding you upright and allowing everything else to take a break. Just spend a few minutes even in the micro muscles of your face. Bring a certain amount of ease to your eyes so they're not scrunched. And your forehead so you have no furrowed brow. And your jaw so that it is not clenched. And even your mouth, which can remain open and supple. It matters not what you look like. It matters the gift you are giving to yourself to hold as little tension in as few muscles as possible. in the week of Mahut, the week of supernal royalty, of lofty nobility, the week of God's sovereignty. To be sovereign in some ways means to be powerful, to have authority. But in this sense, to be sovereign means to stand self-sufficient. There is nothing that anyone else can do or offer that will materially enrich the most important pieces of who you are. This is a realm beyond gifts, beyond money, beyond favors, beyond even affection. All the things that we think we want others to give to us all the time. Find your royal, your malchut, that recognizes it actually needs none of that to be okay to be well spiritually. If not all of your existence is in Mahut, some of it is. Locate your Mahut and somehow know it to be true. Find that it is true. That you are, even with the many entanglements and relationships in your life, 
you are okay and whole as you. Just as God is God, independent of our prayers. That's this week. This final lead-in to standing at Sinai. We stand at Sinai in some ways in need of God's beneficence and rules and light. And in some ways because we have God within us not in need of anything. And what does it mean to really experience a lack of lack? And today is day six of that week. We are in Yesod Sheba Mahut, bonding of Mahut, which I will rephrase as bonding from the realm of Mahut. What does it mean now, as royal, as king, as queen? Not because you are powerful, but because you are full on your own. What does it mean to bond with another? To have them know that your bonding is not because you request something or need something. This is a higher form of bonding. There's no exchange. There's no transaction. There's no expectation. There's just bonding. When two or even more who are fully aware of and embracing of their mahut try to form yesod together, it's a beautiful thing. There are no strings attached. There's no need for drama. It's finally bonding at its most fundamental level. Yesod forming beautiful bonds as one and with one who doesn't really need it. Yesod Making connections that you could live without. which makes those connections healthier and perhaps more enduring and less weighed down by the fear of disappointment. Yesod Shibamachut Bonding 
with the Holy One, knowing that neither the Holy One nor even we ourselves need it to be well and therefore can dive into it with greater openness and no frenzy. Yesod Shibamahut. Yesod Shibamahut. As a final image, who in your life to whom you are bonded most needs you to bond with less attachment, with less expectation, as if you are truly okay without it. Identify one face of one person such that if you fully inhabited your malhut, your yesod with that person would begin to flower yet more beautifully. Yesod Shibamahut. Yesod Shibamahut.
when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I'll pull the closing prayer up on the screen. I for some reason forgot to bring it in person. So those who are in person will listen, or if you know it, you can say it with me. We'll say it three times. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all shalom and Shabbat shalom and Chag Sameach and Namaste. And see you all soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.